you're optimistic by yeah. virtue of being a young person. You have probably you look through life through a more optimistic lens than most, but also you come to this with a lot of experience. And so where do you see opportunities? Where do you see some light? Love that question, by the way. And one of the things that I've been reminding everybody that we serve, including the people on my team, is ROR for us, it doesn't actually stand for rate of return. ROR stands for return on result. And I think this time, while it's devastating, I, the light that I see is I'm, I'm really hoping that people get super clear on what they want out of life. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Welcome back to another episode of Better Wealth. In today's episode, we're going to be covering the highlights of me being interviewed by Farnoosh with So Money. And uh, we took 36-minute interview and brought it down to 13 minutes of highlights, uh, which I know are going to be super valuable. Uh, Farnoosh has uh, been now a good friend of mine. She's I was episode 1029, so she's been doing this for a long time, has one of the top money podcasts in the country, and we got connected because she's also really known for uh, media and for books, and I wanted to learn more about that. So when I was I went to New York to go to one of her workshops, and when she heard my story, when she found out that, you know, I was um, 23 at the time when we met, had a book, was was running a company, like she's like Caleb, like that's an amazing story. I would love to highlight that. Um, and as you can hear, um, we talked about the and asset. We talked about that strategy. Um, this was during this was you know April 13th, so COVID was was hit and everyone's freaking out and so we talked about that we talked about the importance of an emergency fund we talked about the importance of um re ror you know return on result we in, we talked about the uh why i'm optimistic and why i hope people can really wake up and start doing the things that they love and so um overall there's always things that i can tweak but i i look back on this episode i feel incredibly grateful for the opportunity and um, I'm going to continue to share this message. And after I was on uh, Farnoosh's podcast and it and it launched, we had record book sales and um, Amazon bought multiple books that week. And that just shows you the, the power of a stage. And so uh, if you're listening to this and you have a podcast or if you know someone that has a podcast, I would love to be on their show. Um, also, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm just getting into this YouTube game. Um, I've been doing podcasting for the last two and a half years, but now I'm trying to continue to increase uh, just our reach. And so I always appreciate that. The other thing that I want to say is if you found value out of this podcast, not only would I love for you to you know like and, and share this episode with people that you think could gain value, but it would mean the world to Farnoosh and so money if you went and actually reached out to her. I'll include her email in the description below. Uh, but if you also like gate left her podcast review or went to her channel and, and really promoted it or at least acknowledged the episode, not only does that help me um, just as, as I want to be an advocate of her, uh, but that also helps her out. And I'm just so grateful for that. So without further ado, we're going to dive in and I hope you enjoy the 13 minutes highlight of so money. Welcome to So Money, everybody. April 13th, 2020. I hear birds chirping outside. 
and I wish I could be out there with them. But instead, I'm here bringing you content, and I'm happy about that. I really am, especially about today's episode. We have a guest on who, one of my youngest guests ever, 24-year-old Caleb Williams, who is the founder and CEO of Better Wealth. It's a company that's committed to showing people how to have more efficiency and control over their money while maximizing their future wealth potential. Advice we all need right now, right? And Caleb is a bit of a phenom when it comes to finance. When he was little, he read every financial book he could get his hands on. When he was in college, he was promoted to take over the entire investment division at a local community bank. He traveled the country for years learning from top financial experts, and he's now the founder of his own company, helping people with their money. He's an author of a book called The And Asset. He has a podcast called Better Wealth Podcast, and he's got some advice for us right now and some real optimism. He does think this is going to be a long and difficult road. He's not denying that, but he is seeing pockets of opportunities and how we can all shift our mindset and our money to make the most of the time period. Our health obviously is the most important thing, our physical safety, our personal health. But let's face it, a lot of that is impacting our ability to live a normal life, financially normal life. And Caleb's got some advice for all of us. Here's Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, welcome to So Money. Hey, it is a pleasure being on here. When you were in college, you were promoted at your local bank to take over the entire investment division as a local community bank. And so what are you thinking right now? This is your first recession being as a founder and CEO of a financial company. Is this freaking you out? Um, No, uh, mainly because I knew that this was going to happen. I didn't know that this would happen through a virus. But when you look at all the behaviors going on, the writing was on the wall and you're 100% right. Like being 19 years old, taking over a bank's investment department. If if you can imagine for a second, like you, you know how young I look, like I I look like I'm 15 now, imagine, (laughs) you know, uh, five years ago and, and people would come in and I, I had to develop a ton of empathy, a ton of empathy and, and really got down to the level of what people really needed. And so that actually gave me a platform to, cause I wasn't, I wasn't like, I didn't know much back then. I was just grateful to get, be given the opportunity. And then I, I really went on a journey and learned from a lot of people that under, understand how wealth is created. And I'm telling you, like a lot of my mentors have been saying that this was going to happen for a while. And so, um, not, I'm grateful that our company was prepped for this and that our clients were prepped for this. And right now we're just really trying to keep like, number one, your, your physical safety is the most important thing, but then really trying to create a mindset of like, how can we, how can we create optimism and how can we take advantage, not in a bad way, but how can you take advantage of, of, you know, opportunities that might arise when there, there's a recession, um, or potentially depression. And I just want to encourage your audience that there was more millionaires made after 2008 than any other time. Yes. And, and so I, I really do believe that that coming out of this is going to be an opportunity for a lot of people listening to this. And, and so there's a long-term aspect to our money, but so a lot of people understand that. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people that you've interviewed are, that's, that's the message that they have, which is amazing. But another core principle that the wealthy and the banks and the, you know, people that really take advantage, especially during these times, understand the power of control. And and the idea of control is what is the value of having access to capital, access to money, to use money in a way that can 
um, help give your give you a greater rate of return or give you you know access to different opportunities. And when I was you know 19 years old, Barnish, I had a I, a dilemma, which is a very first world dilemma. I, I, I didn't know if I should invest my money or if I, should I could keep it liquid and invest in myself because I knew that I was going to be an entrepreneur. And my book is just, uh, just a, uh, a result of my journey learning from people. And I realized that there's, that there's special type of strategies. Now, when I, when I say the word life insurance, a lot, a lot, when you think of life insurance, you think of it to protect you if something terrible happens and it's not a great place to save, invest your money. But what I, what I realized, and this is what I wrote in my book, is special type of whole life companies that you, that you can buy into and have ownership over, you can structure those contracts where you get a little, little bit of life insurance and you maximize the cash. And when you do that, your cash will grow tax advantage without losses the rest of your life. And most importantly, it will give you access and control over that money to be able to use to invest in yourself, invest in the market, invest in whatever things that you want. And so essentially, we use this strategy, the and asset, not as an investment strategy, but a, a safe place to, to redirect capital where that money will grow safely the rest of my life, tax advantage. But we also give our clients access over that capital to then reinvest or um, have an emergency account and, and, you know, for times like this, just be able to survive. And so that is like the, the switch with my book is we have to understand that there's two functions as it relates to our money, long-term and short-term, and we want to maximize the efficiency, but to maximize the efficiency, you need to understand these two timelines and the, and asset, what I write about is the best way to save and use your money, not invest, but if you can save your dollar and have it grow the rest of your life and also still have access to utilize that dollar throughout your life, now you're giving $1 multiple jobs. And the thesis of my book is the person that can give $1 more than one job will win in the end. What are the caveats? Because obviously whole life insurance can be expensive, right? And so I was reading a statistic recently that when times are tough and times are tough right now, if you have a whole life insurance policy and you've lost your job, well, it's really hard to keep up with that policy. They can be, as I think the average policy is like $800 a month. Any advice or what are some of the things to look out for? Yeah, there are a lot of things to look out for. So number one, flexibility is super important. And, and so within a whole life, there's a required base premium. And then there's, there's other riders like paid up additions riders and where most people go astray they don't give you any cash value early on and no flexibility well if you understand the rules of the game you can create tons of flexibility meaning you could drop your payment all the way down to zero and immediately you would have access to capital the, the biggest difference is is when you're utilizing a whole life strategy you want to maximize the cash and minimize the insurance you, you, and most people, I would say 95% of people do the exact opposite. They're, they're getting expensive life insurance that quite frankly, you're not going to use now. And then you're on the hook for this massive payment. And then times like this, make it where you have to cancel your life insurance. And so this, think about this. Unfortunately, it's where it's in the same ballpark because we're using the same companies, but they're totally different contracts. One is a typical contract that most people are talking about. And ours, think of overfunding, think of reverse engineering what, mm -hmm. what it ultimately meant to, to be. Is it a loophole or this is something that is just overlooked? Um, I would say the fact that when you place your money in here, it will grow tax-free. It can be used tax-free and it will get passed on tax-free. 
is is definitely the reason why uh, most banks, uh, Fortune 500 companies, and the wealthy people that I've learned from store a lot of capital in in these contracts. And again, um, when you, when you reverse engineer the way you think about it, you're saving most of your money, and you have access to all your money. And yes, I would say if you look at the people that have used this, it has been used as one of these savings tax-free loopholes that's legal. Um, but has there has been some changes made in history because there's been people that have taken advantage of it. We'll see. We'll see what changes in the future. But as of right now, it is definitely the greatest place to save and use your money. And the money grows, I would assume, at a better rate than putting it in a bank account. So, so right now we're looking at a um, long-term growth rate of anywhere from like three and a half to four and a half actual tax-free growth. You have to consider the insurance costs. Like a lot of people that talk about products, like you have to look at everything. But, but the thing that I that I point people to is yes, it might let's just say three and a half percent tax-free growth. Well, you have to factor in taxes to that, which might bump it up to five and a half, six percent, which is not going to change your life, by the way. But but if you see that as a savings alternative and you still have capital and your money gets to grow at the same time, that's where that's where the light bulb moment came on for me is I could save my money. Yes, it's not going to change my life. Like a four and a half percent tax-free growth rate over my lifetime is not going to be a life-changing event, but it is if my money will grow and I can use that money to potentially invest in my business, which by the way, we've we have 11 people on our team and we have a ton of marketing and there's so many areas that we're going to be reinvesting in that now my dollar is doing two things. And not only am I getting a better rate of return than in my savings account, but my money is continuing to grow even, even though I'm, I'm using it. And that's, that's the, that's the, that's the quote unquote secret is over, over a long period of time, this is definitely a more efficient way when you look at long-term and short-term. So much of our economy runs on entrepreneurs Yep. Small business owners, 50% yep. of Americans who are living paycheck to paycheck. If you're rich, if you have cash in the bank, if you're a Microsoft or a Google, yeah, this is hurting you, but it's not hurting you as bad as like the local coffee shop. Where do you see the light? You're optimistic by yeah. virtue of being a young person. You have probably, you look through life through a more optimistic lens than most, but also you come to this with a lot of experience. And so where do you see opportunities? Where do you see some light. Love that question, by the way. And one of the things that I've been reminding everybody that we serve, including the people on my team, is ROR for us, it doesn't actually stand for rate of return. ROR stands for return on result. And I think this time, while it's devastating, the light that I see is I'm I'm really hoping that people get super clear on what they want out of life. Like, the, the fact of the matter is most people don't know what that is. Most people were in, caught up in a job that they may have hated or, or maybe doing a business that they felt stuck in or maybe doing an investment strategy that they were told to do because that was the greatest rate of return that they could get. But you and I, like you and I both know that you can't spend a rate of return and what we should do with our money and time should ultimately back up the life that we want to live. And so where I think this is going to be like where I, I'm extremely optimistic is during this tough time, I think we're really going to get clear on what really matters to us. And then my hope is that when we're stuck in our homes, literally, and we're figuring out, like we look at our time and our talents and the money that we have, it, we, can, we, can, we can start asking like, how can I use my money? How can I use my time in a way that 
can give me the the life that I want to live now. Like stop. Like I, I, be, I think being young gives me perspective. Like I don't want to wait till sixty five to live yeah. a quote unquote retirement. Like why can't we start living a better wealth life now? Even though I'm young, I've seen a lot of this happen in business or or in in personal in people's personal lives, and want to make sure that people. Um, just have a really good understanding of the importance of an emergency account. Yep. Saving is fashion. I, I predicted this in my newsletter last week. I had some financial predictions. Um, one was that if you don't have a six-month savings account, well, that is so last season. This is hopefully going to be the sort of thing that we will be proud to talk about just as much as we're proud to talk about our luxury items, our vacations, our beautiful homes. Like, mm-hmm. I also have an emergency account. Like, that is... I'll actually, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters. <laughs> I 100% agree. I hope you enjoyed those highlights. Uh, I, again, just want to say thank you so much to Farnoosh and the whole So Money Nation for uh, embracing me, for listening. And uh, I, I just so much enjoyed it. And it gets me excited for knowing that there's other podcasters, other stages to win. If you're on YouTube, I would love to hear your biggest takeaway in the comments. We read every single comment. And uh, I would just love to hear your biggest takeaway. If you have any questions, you can also reach out to me at Caleb at betterwealth.com. And again, we want to be, uh, we want to continue to bring you value. This is the first highlight reel that I did. Uh, but I just thought you guys would be interested in getting a condensed version of my biggest interview and maybe get a, a nugget or two of how I explain what we do in our company and our mission. Um, and it comes down to this, make sure that whatever you do with your time, money and abilities is helping you live a more intentional life because life is short. I think one thing that COVID has taught us is um, we for a second, some people not at all and some people like are still freaked out, but it just gets you to think about, wow, life is so important. So make sure not to take it for granted. And, um, and again, Farnoosh, if, if you're watching this, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And um, I, I look forward to coming on your show sometime in the future to share um, more, more things that we're doing at Better Wealth. And until next time, go out and have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.